Let's go over to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to share with you a little bit for the next few minutes here what I call hope for healing. Hope for healing. Now I realize to some that might be a shock. <laughs> that you have got to be kidding me. Don't you mean we're going to get in faith? <laughs> well, you know, I certainly don't mean that we're not going to use faith. <laughs> faith is what lays hold of the promises of God. But the, the Scripture talks a lot, especially in the New Testament, especially in uh, after Jesus was raised from the dead, about the subject and the word hope, all right? And, and how many know that's not a negative thing? That's quite the, quite the contrary. That's a very positive thing, and it will lead you right into a physical healing for your body. Yeah, and it's real easy. It's not complicated, not difficult, not a lot of hoops to jump through. You can just hope your way right to healing. <laughs> now, again, for some, they, they see that word, and, and, and they think, well, that means it might happen. That means it might not happen. That's not the way I'm using that word at all. Hmm. No, we don't use those kind of words. Maybe. If, not concerning this kind of stuff. You know, concerning something you don't know, maybe. If. Some things you're trying to figure out, if, maybe. But concerning things that the Lord has provided and has freely given and made available to all who will call upon His name, we don't say maybe. All right? I'm not going to say tonight, come up, have hands laid on you, we'll pray for you and you might get healed. Oh no, that'd be like cussing. I don't even cuss outside of church, let alone in church, in the pulpit, on TV. <laughs> and so we leave all that outside. And so we don't use cuss words like maybe. Hmm. We don't use these might words. We, we've rid ourselves of that, uh, of that type of vocabulary. And when we're talking about what the Lord has said and what He has promised that He would provide and what He has given us in Christ, we say absolutely it shall be. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Not looking for an excuse. Not looking for a, an exception to the rule. <laughs> not, none of that kind of stuff. No. The Lord gave. The Lord provided. We act on. We do what He said. And bam. We make a connection with the power of God. Sickness leaves right before our eyes. Tumors go whammo. Blood straightens out. Cancers go away. Bone problems change, back shift and get into alignment. Amen. And, <laughs> and uh, I know that was a bad attempt at that one. Uh, <laughs> but the power of God just simply flows. Amen. And so the Bible says here in Hebrews uh, chapter 11 and verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of what? It's th of substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So hope is a key component to a person receiving something by faith. And uh, it's not something we leave out of, the, out of the equation, but no, it's absolutely necessary for hope um, to be present 
in this. This is really bright right here. I don't know if you guys, it's probably lighting up my face because it reflects off this. So <laughs> it's not the glory, it's the light bulb. Uh, but if it gets really good in here, turn it up. <laughs> and uh, again, like I said, to some, this might seem to be a negative statement, but it's a necessity. And really, when someone exhibits um, true hope, it is a sign or an indication that faith is present, all right? Only when faith is present can someone truly hope for their situation to be changed. And again, I got to tell you, I'm not using this in in the sense, not at all, that hope meaning you, may, you know, maybe it might work or there's a good chance something will happen here. No, I'm using it in the strictest definition of the word, which is basically this. It is a confident and favorable expectation. All right. It is a confidence, not a, I sure hope this works kind of, kind of way of using it. It is a confident, that means I know, I am, um, I am certain I am assured of the reality of what's about to take place. Okay, it is a confident and favorable. That means uh, whenever you're operating in, in true hope in God, in His Word, it's always for your benefit. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it, it's, things aren't going to get worse. No, I'm not hoping right then. When I'm hoping right, I know that things are going to get better. I have an expectation for improvement, for bad situations to turn around and become good, okay? This word um, is frequently translated different way, so a couple different ways. One of the ways it's translated in the New Testament is the word trust as well. And so, you, and so maybe we'll come back to that. But when a person says, I hope in the Lord, you'll read that language and you could at the same time say, at least according to the scholars and how they translated many of our New Testament words, you could say, I trust in the Lord. Well, that's different. We know that trust is certainly not a kind of a, an iffy kind of statement, a, an uncertain type of word. Um, in the New Covenant, we should have an expectation for all that God has provided in Jesus to be experienced in our lives. When I say we should have an expectation, that means we should have a hope. We should have a confident expectation that everything that the Lord has given and provided and made available for us, that we are going to experience that. If you are today, present tense, not experiencing some of what the Lord has provided through Jesus, then you should turn your hoper on. Right? You, should get, you should get your expectation to match the reality of um, a full, visible, seen experience of what God has provided. In other words... What do you see out there as the possibility? And, of course, that comes from God's Word. What's the highest? What's the best? What's the best scenario here? I'm going towards that. I'm expecting soon that my life and what I see from what God has called me to be to be the same. Okay. Now, we might not see today everything to be exactly in accordance with God's amazing and perfect plan and all He's provided. But I expect it to be that way. 
I expect things to change. I expect my life, my body, my thinking, my emotions, my family, my finances. My, I, I expect my life to rise to that level. All right. If we don't, how many know we're not going there? Hmm. We're not going to get there. I don't want to get to heaven and, and, and then have a revelation of the reality of what I could have lived in and think, you've got to be kidding me. You mean I lived at this level all those years and I could have lived at this level? Yeah. Well, at least I'm here now. <laughs> I'm still talking from heaven's perspective. <laughs> but we're here now on the earth, in our lives, and let's let our lives be elevated to a higher place, all right? Live with anticipation for your life to improve, to get better and better. Negative people are not faith people. We cannot be negative and be in faith at the same time. If Listen, just a little practical wisdom. If you're always talking about how, how everything's bad, and listen, there's never going to be a shortage, and I don't think in our world, of things that are bad, of things that are falling apart, things that are not working, whether you're talking in many different realms, all right? Uh, there's always going to be some opportunities to talk. Faith people do not focus on what's not working. They focus on what life can be for them within the sphere of your control, within the realm of your life. I'm taking this up. You know, there's certain things that are outside of me. I can't fix the whole world. I can't just use my faith and, and shazam, everything is perfect, <laughs> right? But what I can do is within the sphere of my influence concerning my life and to a degree in the lives of other people say, we're going higher. We are going to get better. Life is going to improve. I'd, come on now, do not, do not. Let your hope, your expectation be that as you go along or as you age, that your body will get worse and worse and worse. Why would we attach our hope to that? That's being hopeless. We should attach our expectation to something favorable. All right? In other words, expect our, our lives to increasingly get better. Amen. Yeah, yeah. For overall scope of life, even our health. Even our health. And that's what we're talking about primarily here tonight. There should be an expectation, a hope for it to get better and better and better and better. I mean, that's just an ongoing thing. But as far as an individual sickness, we can have an expectation for that to leave in a moment's time. But overall, expect your health to get better. Well, my body's just breaking down. It's just, well, stop saying that. Why would you say that? Come on, where did the Lord tell you to say that? Where did he promise you? If you walk with me, man, you're going to break down. Man, that's not the will of God. That's not his plan and purpose. Now, a hopeless person is someone who has feelings of despair about something. They see no way out. They have no expectation of change, of things getting better. Uh, but I want to tell you, whether if you're sick, if you're dying, there is hope. And again, let me remind you, because I'm using this contrary to the way we use this. I don't mean maybe. 
I don't mean ho- I don't mean there's hope. There's a slim chance <laughs> that you might be able to turn that thing around. Oh no no no. There's a hundred percent chance. Hmm. And God's word is better than the local meteorologist. Amen. And they're doing their best, but sometimes 100% chance of rain means it might rain. <laughs> right? But when there's an expectation placed in the eternal God and His unchanging word about what He has promised, I put my hope in Him, and it's a guarantee of my success. It's a guarantee that my life is about to turn around, that there's about to be a reversal of course, going from good to bad, and it's turning around, it's going from bad to good. Life as we know it in this world is not getting better, it's deteriorating. Things are decaying, things are breaking down, and, and that includes so many things. Natural things, it includes people's relationships, if not tended to, if not infused with right things, they'll get worse. Things just go downhill if they're not maintained. You leave your, your yard alone for a little while, what happens? Man, you can have, you could have paid like big time bucks for a beautiful landscape and have all kinds of stuff. You leave it alone for a year. <laughs> What's going to happen? Man, the things you're going to be like, wow, it'll go weeds everywhere, things will die. And likewise, it's true when it comes to what we have been promised and been given in Christ concerning our health, if we just kind of ignore it and let the course of this world run through our lives and come out of our mouths and be in our thinking, our, our, our lives will, be, will go down. Amen. I mean, just a side note, uh, why is it, just asking, why is it that we keep needing more and more and bigger and bigger hospitals? I know there, you come say, come, someone could say population growth. Okay, that'd be a little bit of it, but what's, what's, the, what's the deal? I mean, we keep coming up with better medicines, right, and better procedures and, and better surgeries and, and all this kind of stuff, yet it doesn't seem to be any less sick people around. And I know the span of life has increased and people are living a little bit longer, but I wonder, you know, not knowing the actual stats, uh, how much of that is really not living, but being able to keep people alive with various medicines and not improving the quality of their life for a long period of time, okay? I just think there's, there's different places that we could put our hope. There's, different, there's a di- different focus that we can look at. And uh, I, I want to look, look at Romans chapter 4 tonight. There are some things that work, some things that might work, and there are some things that don't work. And I tell you what, God is faithful. But a person who's hopeless, again, they have no hope concerning their healing, and they've basically resigned to the existence of sickness or even possibly death. And people frequently get there. They get to a point where, ah, I just have to settle for this. I just have to live with this. I just have to learn to put up with this. Or some people accept the, quote, inevitable what they've been told, that this thing is terminal. This thing will take you out. This thing is not going to um, uh, uh, leave you at any time. And so people resign to say, well, you know, you got to learn to accept some of these things. And they just kind of allow it. They become passive. They allow it to run its course and do its work. 
And, uh, but a person who has hope says, no, 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 I'm expecting this thing to change. I have an expectation for my life to be turned around, for this disease, this problem to leave my body, and for me to be restored. Amen. Praise God. I tell you what, anytime someone's heart is still beating, you still got an opportunity to receive from God. Right. Huh? I heard a guy one time I talked to, and, and he had an experience in hell. And he said the very worst thing was the fact that there was absolutely zero hope. He said, you knew. And in his case, it was a special situation. The Lord showed him this. But he said, while he was there, he said, you knew you're never getting out. He said, that's the worst feeling. You knew there's no end. Thank God there is hope today. Yes. Amen. Romans chapter 4. Um, again, now the contrary to the being hopeless would be uh, for a person to take a stand. And to oppose everything that attacks their body. Hopeless, we throw up our hands, we give in, we just kind of, but hopeful, no, bless God, I am not going to, I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to allow this to stay and, and, and remain in my body. Many, many of you know the story uh, of Abraham. He was told, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have kids, man. <laughs> and uh, Abraham was a hunter. 100 years old, his wife was 90, and, uh, and, had, and Baron never had any children. So I know it's a miracle on her side, I'm not sure about his, maybe. <laughs> Nevertheless, there was some supernatural things that needed to, took needed to take place there. Verse 18, Romans 4, says, Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So in other words, he didn't hope, he hoped. Right. In contrast to hoping, he went ahead and started hoping. You see what he, what he did there? So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Now what's happening here is there was hope in the natural world, in the natural realm. That natural hope, what was that? It was an expectation that nothing's going to work. It was an expectation that nothing's going to change. Jude, you're old. Your wife is old. You're barren. You know, you're not going to have not going to have any kids. That was natural hope, and it was an expectation of everything remaining the same. Man, I've had this for X number of years. I guess I just I guess I'm just going to have this. I mean, some everyone's got their cross to bear. <laughs> As people misinterpret that scripture, and, and and this is just what I've got to learn to deal with, and I'm just going to be happy that I'm blessed in other areas in life. I'm just going to be thankful that you know that I can still uh, you know move my right hand. <laughs> Even if I can't move my left hand. You know, and again, that's a positive attitude. We applaud that. But here, here's the thing. That's not the way the Lord wants us to act. That's not, the Lord wants, doesn't want us to resign to those things. We need to against hope. What, are, what kind of hope are you against? What kind of thing are you against? Be against the expectation that nothing's going to change. Be opposed. Be contrary to, to, to a hope or expectation that everything's going to remain the same. Or, in many situations, get worse. You got to re learn what to refuse. We've got to understand that sometimes we have to say no to something in order to say yes to something else. Sometimes we have to resist one negative report in order to receive the report of the, of the Lord. Okay? And so learn what to say no to. Maybe you might, if you have a situation going on in your body right now, you might be talking to it just quietly. You know, keep it under the, the volume of the cell phones, at least. And... Uh, and, and be talking. What, what do I mean? 
saying, no, no. I mean, you're just talking to your knee. You're talking to your blood. No, no. Well, you know what you're doing. Your heart knows what you're doing. You talk to that disease. You talk to that sickness. And just tell it no. Let it know. Your, your days are numbered. In fact, tick, tick. Tickety-tock. You're about to walk. <laughs> You're about to leave. Huh? And you start saying no. Why? So we can say yes to the healing power and promise of God. So we can put our faith and our confidence, our hope in Him. And so, contrary to hope, in hope believed. In other words, he had faith with an expectation. And what was that based on? According to what was spoken. According to what the Lord had told him, he attached his hope to that and had an expectation. I'm about to have a child. Sarah, let's get down to babies are us because we're about to have a child. We're about to see some miraculous stuff go on here. The promise of God is coming to pass. If you're expecting, you get ready. You start making preparations for life the normal way. Amen. <laughs> Too many times people make a make preparation to stay the way things are, to stay the way they've always been. They get all the things in place just in case it doesn't work but that's not the kind of hope we're talking about we're talking we resist that kind of hope no we're contrary to that but we put our hope in God meaning everything's about to change and so I'm getting ready to see these things different amen and so verse 19 and and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And so what's the big key here? It's all about what we consider. He said, he said you know, he was 100, like it said, Sarah's womb was dead. He said he didn't even consider that. What did he consider? Only what God said. He say, but man, this thing hurts. I don't consider that. That's how he got the victory. That's how he got the miracle. He didn't consider the problem. He considered what God said. Every time your problem speaks to you, every time your body says, yeah, 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 not going away. Yeah, 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 you're going to keep staying. You're going to always have this problem. You've had back problems. You've had back problems for all these years. You're going to keep having back problems. Don't consider that. Just say, shut up. You can be rude to your own body if you need to. Don't be telling everyone else to shut up, but you know, your own self. Just say, shut up. I'm, I'm not considering that. The Lord said that by his stripes, I was healed. I consider that and that alone. Amen. You ever been about to make a decision? You're about to, and it's the only thing that you see that you have an option. And someone comes along and talks to you and says, before you do that, have you ever considered, and they bring up a second option. And you think, oh, I hadn't even thought of that. And just the consideration of something different, it opens up a whole new world for you. All right? What are we supposed to consider? We are to consider Jesus. We're to consider what the promises of God are and put our faith and trust alone in that. And so what you consider will determine what you believe. What you believe will determine what you hope for. It will determine what you're going to expect. And so when you trust in God, your actions will bear it out. 
There is no longer a fear of man that drives your decisions. No longer a fear of failure that drives your decisions. I was looking at some of this and I thought it was uh, kind of interesting. It, uh, it seems unrelated, but uh, the scripture talks over in First Peter about how, um, talking about how holy women in former times, it said they, those who trusted in God, it talked about how they adorned themselves. It said, they, those who trusted in God, they adorned themselves being submissive unto their own husbands. All right? I thought, and it just kind of stood out to me. Really, it's the same word there. They hoped in God. And it says, they trusted in God. And because of their trust in God, they adorned themselves a certain way. They carried themselves. They dressed themselves. They, they conducted themselves a certain way because of their trust in God and what I can see that if they would have trusted in themselves they wouldn't have changed the way they they acted the way they dressed the way they adorned themselves but because they trusted in God they were and they were empowered and enabled to do anything that they needed to do contrary to what anyone else might think or say sometimes we're so moved by what people think by what someone else is going to say but when you trust in God now you're able to do what he says do you see that and and, and it's true concerning all these other areas definitely concerning um, our our healing because trust in God that looks a certain way a person who trusts in God for their healing they look a certain way a person who trusts um, in themselves they look a different way well I don't mean look with their eyes I mean their appearance, the way they behave and act and how they carry themselves, that looks a different way. A person who trusts in the abilities of man, that looks a certain way. Can we see in you who you've put your trust in? When we haven't put our trust in God, we oftentimes rely upon natural means of working things out. Sometimes to the point of there's a degree of manipulation of man. There's high pressure put on people. If I'm trusting in me and my ability, I've got to twist some arms. You ever seen a preacher do that with offerings? Well, it just shows they're not trusting in God. Hmm. You ever seen a, a Christian do that with the preacher? <laughs> Same thing's true on the other side. You know what I'm saying? When people put pressure on, on someone concerning anything, finances or anything else, it's because they don't trust in God and they're trying to make it happen in a natural way. When it comes to our healing, and you can see when we've made a choice, when we've decided to trust Him, we no longer manipulate, we no longer uh, trying to work work this thing out in some natural way but we've thrown ourselves over upon the ability of God and that's when things can go really easy that's when we're out of the way so to speak Our, ourselves being a hindrance sometimes is removed and God is God's power is able to flow freely and completely to us okay and so why would a sick person come to a healing meeting if they, were not, if they were not in expectation to get healed. Well, I mean, they could come with a I'll give it a try kind of attitude. 
They could say, well, I'm going to see if this works. I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to give, give it a go. And, uh, well, that happens. Maybe that's happening here in this place tonight. But there is the possibility that we can just decide to trust the healer. That not, I'm just going to go and see if I can get something or see if this works or see if this, see if this preacher has anything or, you know, just kind of, we can move beyond that. We can move up above that and say, you know what, I'm going to throw my hope, my trust, my confidence and expectation, I'm just going to decide to take it off of me, off of the medical things that have happened naturally I'm going to take it and I'm going to throw it all on the Lord now watch wham here comes the healing power of God it'll go right into you I'm telling you it'll go right into you and it'll change that immediately decide decide not if not maybe not I'm going to give it a good shot no I've decided you can do that right in right right where you said I've decided tonight that I am going to take this thing and I am going to trust the Lord. I'm going to rely upon Him now for my healing. Amen. Now there's an expectation for a change to take place. And that expectation will be met. Amen. I know someone could say, Pastor, you don't want to get people's hopes up too high. Actually, you know what? I want to get them so high, <laughs> so high, <laughs> As high as I can possibly get them. I don't want anyone having a low expectation. I want them having a high expectation of favorability from God. Amen. And so this is a change of mind. And that's so many times that's all that's needed. I was relying on me. I was relying upon this. I, or I was, or I was just hopeless. I just didn't really see, out, but I, see a way out. But I, I decided. I made a decision, I changed my mind, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to trust the Lord with this. Amen. The moment you do, watch, watch, the moment you say, I'm going to trust the Lord with this, oh, now you're happy about it. Yeah. Now there's relief, really, there's relief, oh, oh good, it's going to be okay. I mean, think about it, if you went to a doctor, and you had a physical problem, you went to a doctor, and... And he gave you kind of a half effort. You know, he tied half his brain behind his back to work on you. You know, or he's going to do a surgery and text at the same time. <laughs> you know, you think texting and driving is dangerous. <laughs> and he's going he's gonna to do surgery on you, and he's kind of distracted. And, and if you really knew that he really wasn't giving you his all, that, that would kind of be a bummer. <laughs> I mean, if you were to, if you go to a doctor, you expect to get that person's full knowledge, full ability, everything that they studied all those years and all the people they've worked on before you, and you want to get their absolute best because I want the best result. And I think typically, you know, you're going to get that because people have given their lives to that. They're going to give you their best. They're going to work on you to the best of their ability. And, and if they can make you 100% well, they will. If they can give you a, a, a medicine or give you a surgery or, or whatever it is and make you 100% better, they're going to do that. Well, because that, that's what they do. I mean, that's, they're in the business to make people better. 
But sometimes they're limited. Sometimes they're not able to uh, help a person fully. Sometimes, many times, people actually die. Uh, in the hospital or in surgeries or something's unable to be corrected doesn't mean the doctor didn't do a good job just they were limited sometimes in what they were able to do but what if you went to a doctor and got his best effort got his full ability but you went to God and, and God gave you a half would the Lord treat us that way it's amazing how many people think that though how many have an expectation that God might just heal you half I mean, what if the doctor said, you know, you had that broken arm, and I said it, but I didn't do it completely. I kind of did it part way, just so you could learn something through the process. <laughs> Wanted you to grow as a person, mature and develop, and so it, your arm's going to be kind of weird for a while. <laughs> you would be, dude, you are a bad doctor. <laughs> Something's wrong with this. But yet, well, sometimes we think that the Lord would do that. He, he might just fix us up part way, just do us a little bit, but He's not going to give us everything and make us completely better. And that's not the way the Lord is. I tell you what, not only is He perfect in love, perfect in faithfulness, He is perfect in power and ability. And there is no situation, no circumstance, no disease or injury or physical problem that is beyond the scope of His ability to repair. I tell you what, He can do a surgery, He can give you a dose of of pain medication (laughs) spiritual pain medication and everything can be fixed in a moment everything can be changed just here tonight God is faithful he's not going to give you half he's not going to give you just a little bit of healing we can put our hope and our trust in him who gives us all he gave us his very own son so that we would be guaranteed of all that he had promised this is the God that we serve this is the God in whom we put our hope whom we trust, whom we rely upon for miracle power to set us free today. Don't turn here in closing tonight. Psalm 130 verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in His Word, I do hope. So are we supposed to trust the Word? That's exactly right. In His Word, we put our Hope, our expectation of a favorable outcome. Psalm 147 and verse 11 reads, The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him, in those who hope in His mercy. Can you see the Lord is not saying, Maybe, good chance here, or, or, or slim possibility. No, He takes pleasure in those who will throw themselves over upon His mercy. And say, I'm putting my hope not in man or man's ability or anything else that I see. I'm putting my hope in the Lord. I'm throwing myself fully upon His mercy. Why? Because He's good. You know what I mean by good? He's nice, yeah, but He's good at what He does. He knows how to fix it up and make it right. Amen. Amen. Let's just let's just praise the Lord for a moment and uh, and uh, and just thank Him that He's our healer tonight. We honor You. We worship You. We praise you, Lord. Thank you that you are our healer. You're our provider. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, and we put our hope in you. Thank you, Lord, that there is a confidence now. There is a confidence and a favorable expectation for good. For your plans to be established. For your healing power to flow. We honor you. We bless you tonight. 
We choose now to put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, praise God. Praise God.